Let's just preach the word for a minute, and then we'll go back to praising and praying. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to James chapter 5. Are you glad you're in the house of God tonight? Is Brother Dan glad to be in the house of God tonight? I love it. Hallelujah. One of my greatest vocal supporters is Kingsley. James chapter 5. Was he talking in tongues? My goodness. James chapter 5, verse 13. You ready? And by the way, do we have anybody that has not been baptized in water in the name of Jesus and you want to be baptized tonight? There's one, two, three, four, five. So uh, we'll just... We're just going to have ourselves a time tonight, aren't we? In James chapter 5, verse 13, is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up, and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Uh, Jim Moore's mother's first name is, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, touch Barbara right now, Lord God, heal her body. In Jesus' name, we pray right now for a healing for her. Praise God. Praise God. Now, whatever you do, don't just go off in the na-na land for the next few minutes. Stay with me, okay? Because we want to we see God do some more stuff tonight, don't we? All right. Thank you very kindly. And you may be seated if you promise to stay with me. Is any among you afflicted, ill-treated, suffering, or in trouble? Are you facing troubles that you do not know what to do about? Let him pray. Pray. When it seems hardest to pray... That's when we need to pray the hardest. We are right now in a situation where prayer will tip the scales in our favor. We just need some folks to bind together in prayer. Because I sense that we're at a time in which God is beginning to fill people with the Holy Ghost and baptize people. And you are witnessing the beginning of the latter reign of the Holy Ghost upon the state of Maine. So prayer is what is going to tip the scale. Nothing is discussed more and practiced less than prayer. 
There's seminars about it. We've taught about it. Listen to the authoritative command of Jesus. When he says, it is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer. If you can understand what the Spirit is saying to the church, there's some of you that are about to be empowered like you've never been empowered before in your life. Now hear me tonight. Satan resists us more when we pray than any other time. And there's a reason for it. He'll put up with you singing. He'll put up with you getting up and saying something nice about the Lord. But he will resist you when you pray. It's not easy to concentrate anymore and pray. There are so many spirits of distraction that Satan has sent among us that it's hard for you, even some of you right now are having a difficult time hearing the word of the Lord. Your mind is racing on five different things at least. And that is not accidental. That is by design. It takes dogged persistence. It takes concentration upon Jesus. It takes earnest praising our way into the holy place. Listen, the reason more folks are not effective in praying is because we have to be self-disciplined to pray effectively. Some of us can wait for hours for a deer to step out. We can wait for hours for that trophy fish. We can wait for hours for that, that deal of a lifetime that you think you're going to find on Black Thursday? Black Friday. See how much I pay attention to it. Folks will stand in line for hours to be the first one in the store. But we have a difficult time disciplining ourselves to pray effectively. Prayer is not measured by time. Please don't think that. But you must be willing to put some time into prayer. I, I really believe that you have family members that would just some concentrated prayer would pull them over the line into the will of God. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Some have to become have become so accustomed to going to church and enjoying the music. They've become so accustomed to going to the church and fellowshipping with their brothers and sisters in the Lord. And trust me, those are not either one bad things. Some have never experienced the deep, powerful move of God. And here's why. It is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer. Lots of things will resist you when you start to pray. You won't feel the resistance when you're fellowshipping with your friends 
and your brothers and sisters in the Lord so much. You won't feel so much resistance when the praise team is singing a song that touches your heart. But when you begin to pray, hell goes into a huddle. And they try to figure out how to stop us from praying. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Pray one for another that you may be healed. And then notice this, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Hear me tonight. The Holy Ghost tells me that if I could get some dads and some moms and some young people to bear down in prayer, there are children that are out there right now and they're in a dangerous place spiritually. And they may be in a dangerous place physically. And the only thing that's going to rescue them will be if somebody who knows how to pray begins to pray and gets into the spirit of prayer, into the spirit of God. There's dads here tonight that you're living a good life, but now you need to bear down in prayer. Moms that need to bear down in prayer. It's not like this is a horrible thing, I'm telling you. You don't have any idea how many visions and signs and wonders that God is ready to do in your life if you will devote yourself to prayer. You have no idea the blessings that God is getting ready to do in your family. I remember many years ago, the family of T. DeWitt Talmadge, who was a pretty famous preacher, didn't start out to be such a good preacher, though. He wasn't living for God. And, and remember, him and his siblings were going out to do some partying, and their mother was an invalid, but she was a prayer warrior. And he went in to say, Mom, I'm going out. She said, I know where you're going. She said, I'm going down on my knees. I'll be here till you come home. They went out to do their party. And she went out to do spiritual warfare. She didn't leave her room, but in the spirit, she left her room. And she began to pray. Prayer is powerful, folks. There's nothing more puny than a prayerless Christian. And there's nothing more powerful than a prayerful Christian. The next morning, this was many years ago, actually in the wee hours of the night, they went by her bedroom and she was still on her knees. One of them went into the shed, another one went into a barn, and they fell down and conviction seized upon them and they began to weep and pray and cry. And that was the beginning of a young man who said yes to God. I'm telling you there's a reason why the devil wants to fill your schedule so full that you don't have time enough to even hardly pray over your food. He wants to distract you so much that when you walk into the house of God, all you do is sing a few songs, give a little worship to the Lord. I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just saying that's what the devil's trying to do to us. But we are at the beginning of the greatest revival. That should include your family. And I know how to make it happen. I know that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. 
There needs to be folks filing into the church tomorrow. As the Spirit of God leads you. And fall on your face before God, either during the day or during the evening. And pray until you get into intercessory prayer. Because I'm telling you, the Lord is ready to send out His angel. He's ready to send out angels uh, that will go to do His bidding, but He's waiting for the church. Because you see, here's what the Bible says. When Zion travails, sons and daughters are brought forth. Satan gets so rattled when you pray. When you begin to pray in earnest, the phone's going to ring. When you get to praying in earnest, somebody's going to say, hey, I need you over here. When you get to praying in earnest... The devil is going to try to stop you. It is the one thing he knows will defeat him and bring a revival, listen, of thousands of people in this area into the kingdom of God. It is the one thing that will cause your relatives to be healed. It's the one thing that will cause your relatives to be delivered. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I was thinking about our forefathers. When they came to church, it wasn't to hear singing. And again, we love singing and we're going to keep singing. But that's not why they came. The Bible says when our forefathers in the book of Acts came to the house of God, it says this, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. How many would like to see the church praying so fervently that God begins to shake the house? When my grandfather was brought into the truth of the name of Jesus and and the influence of the Holy Ghost, he came from a good, well-known conservative denomination. And grandmother went to church, and that night she received the gift of the Holy Ghost. When she came home, she had been praying. Her face shone like an angel's face. And she walked in the house. She walked in to talk to Grampy. And when she talked to Grandpa, Grandpa said, You don't have to tell me anything that went on in that church tonight. This bed has walked all over the floor with me tonight. And it caused my grandpa to get into the church and be filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. I just believe tonight that God has a calling upon each and every one of us that we would intercede and begin to pray like Abraham did years ago and say, Lord, if there's 50 righteous, we'd just spare the city. If there's 45, but somebody has got to be willing to say, Lord, I'll pay the price for prayer. I'll sacrifice of my time and I'll get into the spirit of prayer. I'm going to have to come against opposition. I'm going to have to come against distractions. Every time I'm about to go to prayer meeting, somebody says, I think we ought to go out to eat. 
But every time I, I make a plan to get on my knees, the telephone rings. What's going on? We are at a junction of time in which people that you know that I will never reach, but you will reach through the power of your anointed praying. You're at a time when literally hundreds and I believe thousands of people can come to Jesus Christ. Look, with very little effort, five people are being baptized in Jesus' name. That brings us up to about 37 since August. What would happen if one sister said to another sister, let's pray until God moves. Let's pray until the bars empty out. Let's pray until the people who are immoral feel convicted and they stop their immorality. Let's pray until our children call up on the phone and say, Mama, I don't know why. I can't stop crying. I've been thinking about Jesus. Would you be willing to pray with me? That all happens through the avenue of prayer. One pastor told me his prodigal son came home. They'd been praying hard. That day, that boy came home. He threw his hat on the couch, and this was his greeting. Your prodigal's home. There's no argument that's going to change their minds. There's no theological debate that's going to change their minds. There's no reasoning that you're going to be able to reason with them and get them to change their minds. The only thing that will work is when the people of God humble themselves and pray and seek his face and turn from their wicked ways. Then God said, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal your land. Don't waste my time talking about Joe Biden. Don't waste my time talking about how you do not like him or, or some other governmental figure. I'm going to tell you what you need to do, sir. The next time that name crosses your mouth, let it be while you're in prayer. And pray that God would fill the President of the United States of America with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and with fire. Pray for the leaders. Pray for our nation. Our nation is headed for trouble, but we have the power to stop it. All the grumping and the griping in the world is not going to change the situation of our country. But if we begin to pray, folks, God can turn anybody. I don't care how sinful. I don't care how liberal. I don't care how ultra-conservative. I don't care what they stand for. I just know that every person has a soul that's going to stand before God. And the Holy Ghost is saying to the preacher, tell the people, if they'll pray, they're about to deliver a baby. They're about to deliver a church. They're about to deliver their own kids. 
somehow I feel the anointing of God. I know the devil's resisting this message. I know there's young men here that have the call and the young ladies that have a call of God up on their life. But I know the key to answering that call is learning how to pray, learning how to pray, sacrificing in prayer, concentrated prayer until you touch the hem of his garment. I'm going to tell you something. When you get into the spirit, you'll forget about time. When you get into the spirit, you'll forget about how many hours have gone by. You won't even know the passing of time. You'll be in the presence of God. I'm telling you that you can get into the presence of God so wonderfully and so beautifully that you forget about the passage of time. And when you get up from prayer, you think it's only been a couple minutes, but it might have been a lot longer. It's not measured in time, but it is measured by our concentration level and our praise and our worship to God. See, even right now, the enemy's trying to get somebody here to think about what you're going to do next week. Well, what's going to happen a week from now? I got you. I I got your mail right now. The enemy wants to keep you from realizing that right now in this moment, my God is ready to take a gift and give it to you. That you would become one of the most productive fruitful Christians that has ever walked since the Apostle Peter. That you could pray and see things happen that nobody else or very few people have ever seen. That when we get into the spirit of prayer, that the shadow of us walking by somebody on the street can be healed. I'm telling you, it's going to come through powerful prayer. Will somebody that wants a ministry, raise your hands right now. If you want a ministry, raise your hands and pray. Oh God, give me the ministry of prayer. God, put the power a prayer upon me, the spirit and the anointing to pray. The disciples witnessed miracle after miracle. One day, imagine this. Jesus leads his disciples and they walk into a synagogue. They walk into the synagogue, and behold, there was a man who had his hand withered. And the Pharisees looked at him, and they go, watch this. We're going to get him this time. They walked over and loudly said, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days? And they asked him that they might accuse him. And he said, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep? And if it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? How much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore, it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days. And here is where we get to the verse I wanted you to show. Then saith he to the man, stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it forth, and it was restored whole like as the other. Now hear me, hear me. Look, 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 look. Listen, listen. 
The disciples could have jumped up and said, teach us how to do miracles. Teach us how to do these things. That was cool. That was really cool. Now teach me how to do that. But instead, in Luke 11, it came to pass that as he, Christ, was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. Oh, oh, I never saw anything like that before. I never felt it. Oh, Lord, I saw you heal the withered hand. I saw you cause the paralytic to rise. I saw all those. Oh, Lord, I'm asking you, teach us to pray. For you see, the secret to the power of God is found in deep, concentrated, effective, fervent prayer. How many of you would like to see miracles take place? How many of you know at least one person in your family that may be in trouble right now? There may be somebody here tonight that feels like you're going through something more severe than anything you've ever gone through in your life and even what the church went through a few years ago. But I'm telling you, the same thing that brought victory to them will bring victory to you. I'm thinking about our forefathers in the book of Acts. Things didn't always go well for the church back then either. Now about that time, Herod, the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. Uh-oh. Somebody else take the pulpit, please. And he killed James, the brother of John with the sword. How would you feel about that? Don't say you'd rejoice. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison, delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but... They had a concert. But they had a seminar. There's a place and a time for seminars and a place and a time for concerts. But when Peter was kept in prison, prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side, raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands, and the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out and followed him, and wist not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. When they were past the first and second ward, they came to the iron gate that leadeth into the city, which er, 
heart opened to them of his own accord, and they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. You know why that happened? Because somebody was praying. You go ahead and go fight the devil by your own ingenuity and by your own power. And, and you just hope that God will save your kids and, and save your grandkids or, or save your relatives and, and just keep on going. You'll never see much happen. But when people give themselves to prayer, when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where what? Oh, you mean it's not the 10 or 15 people that that go to prayer meeting, there was many people. Oh, I just want to know something. Are you willing to take it to the next level? Well, those 10 or 15 people, they're obviously not very busy. I've got a lot to do. Uh Uh-oh. He done stopped preaching, started meddling. You betcha I am. You know what I feel in the Holy Ghost? I feel like we need to be the house of prayer like we never have before. Not that you're not already praying, but it's just time to turn up the heat. The devil is starting to get a little antsy right now. He's starting to get worried. I promise you, if we'll just turn up the prayer, God is ready to do stuff that you've never seen. It's already started with the level we're at right now. But when we turn up the level of prayer and people begin to pray like we've never prayed before, I'm telling you, you're going to see signs and wonders and miracles that you've never seen before in your entire life. God is going to use your hands for the healing of the sick. And God is going to use your hands for the deliverance of the oppressed. And God is going to use your mouth to speak the gospel to people who would otherwise be lost, but it's going to happen through. God is calling us to prayer. Does anybody feel this? This this is not a, a condemnation. God is calling us to prayer. And know this, that you're going to see some tremendous doors opening. Now, sweetheart, You can worry all day long about that boy. I just saw that. You can worry about that girl all day long. And you're not getting anywhere. And the boy's just going further. I'm done with that. I know where to go. Now, that's going to cost me. I know that. It's going to take more of my time. I, I know that. It, it's going to mean that I'm going to have to give up something else that I might enjoy doing that day, but that's okay because I'm going to God. And when I go to God in prayer, here's the deal. When you get into real prayer, in the spirit of prayer, your walk with God is going to unfold like a rose. It will only bless the people. It's going to bless you too. Gifts of the spirit will be handed out. There's some Billy Coles in here. There's some J.T. Pews in here. 
There's some Sister Willie Johnsons in here. Well, how's this going to happen? I'm going to tell you how it's going to be. We're going to hit the altar. And we're going to pray when we feel good. And we're going to pray when we feel lousy. We're going to pray when we feel the presence of God. And we're going to pray when the skies seem like brass. We're going to pray when the devil's saying it won't do any good. We're going to pray anyhow. Oh, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. When, when we're going to pray when everybody else is giving up. We're going to go to God in prayer. There will be folks that will be showing up at the church that nobody here invited, but the Holy Ghost will send them because somebody prayed. Hallelujah. We're going to pray until we hear from God. We're going to pray until the prodigals come home. Come on. We can make this happen. God is calling us to prayer. I got about three fourths of my message done, about a fourth left. I'm leaving it. I'm done. Because the Holy Ghost is calling you to prayer. I'm looking and I'm seeing kids. I'm seeing your kids walking in the church and saying, Pastor, I don't know why I strayed. I'm home. I see God answering prayer. I feel like tonight God is calling us to pray the prayer of faith. Now, you can pray the prayer of faith. What's the prayer of faith? It's praying the promises of God. I believe the Word of God. I'm going to pray the promises of God. I'm going to pray. I'm going to say, God, you know how to do this. You're mighty. You're powerful. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray until I'm speaking in tongues. I'm going to pray until I can feel the presence of God. I'm going to pray until I get direction from the Lord. I'm going to pray until when I walk out of the house of God, I'm saying, oh, wow, I wonder where God's going to lead me today. This is going to be exciting. And if you will pray, there's an anointing getting ready to come on you, son. When the anointing of God hits you, you will become as fearless as a lion. Because the wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Something about to happen right now. We're we're going to have one more sweeping move of the Holy Ghost. Now you you can tell me I'm I'm foolish. I've been told that before. Oh, God. For I hear the call and the cry of the lost in my ears. I see them as they slip over the edge into the abyss. 
And I'm calling you to become an intercessor. I'm calling you to stand in the gap and to make up the hedge. I'm calling you to a closer walk with me, saith the Lord. And I will do things that you never dreamed possible. And I will open doors that you never thought possible. And I will restore to you the years that the canker worm has eaten. And the pommel worm. And the caterpillar. And my people shall never be ashamed. I am the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Would you lift up your voice? Would you lift up your hands right now? You that are sensitive to the Holy Ghost, lift up your hands to the Lord. In the name of Jesus the Christ, every spirit that would resist our prayers, we crush them in the name of Jesus. Lord, everything that would distract us from doing the will of our Father. We resist it in the name of Jesus. We submit to God. We resist the devil and he flees from us. We've got the power like they did back then, Lord. We're the children of the upper room. I close. Don't be sidetracked when you leave here. Don't listen to any negativism. Don't go off to the left or to the right. But hear the word of the Lord and let God's will be done in your life. Is there anybody here today that has heard the voice of God and you would rise to your feet and say, God, I give myself to prayer. I know that you have power to save every single human in the Kennebec Valley. I know I cannot do this by myself. I know I can't even save one soul. But Father, I know that it is not the will of God that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And I give myself to prayer. If you wake me up in the night, I'll slip to my knees beside my bed and I'll weep over the lost. Lord, if you'll put the spirit of prayer upon me, I'll pray. I'll get somebody of like mind with me and we'll go to the house of God and we won't waste our time sitting and chatting. Oh Lord, we'll pray until heaven opens up and souls are saved. Father, there's young people here that the call of God is upon. There's elders and seniors that the call of God is upon. Lord, you're ready to hear our prayers. Honey, I want you to pray for your grandfather right now. You know who you are. I want you to pray for your unsaved grandfather right now. Go ahead. God will hear your prayer. He knows all about it. Go ahead and pray. God is placing a burden of intercession, intercession for your grandfather upon you right now, and, and you know who you are.
Go ahead. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead, ma'am. Let God give you the gift of intercessory prayer. Let this place become more of the abode of the angels of God than ever before as people lift up holy hands and, and prayer is offered unto God. And when sinners walk in, they can't even sit down before they begin to weep and cry and feel the presence of God and repent. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Is there anyone here tonight that would be willing to give yourself more than you ever have before? Make the effort. I'm, on, I'm only asking you to make the effort to increase and to pick up your prayer life. Would you, would you just begin to walk toward the front and some of the musicians are going to help me. We're going to sing. And I feel the Holy Ghost, my God. My God, I just feel like there are souls that are just so close to being saved right now. All it takes is that prayer. That There's just a few more prayers that need to be prayed. I'm not going to give up until God hears and answers. I praise you, Lord. Now, there's a great spirit of God here right now. You may not realize it, but every place... You see what you think is a vacancy. I believe there are angels of the Lord here in this house. And I feel His presence. Would you lift your hands to the Lord? Would you lift your hands to the Lord? Father, I give myself to prayer. Prayer is going to help me. And it's going to help my family. God forbid that I should sin against His people by ceasing to pray for them. <laughs> God forbid! I give myself to prayer. My prayers will go places I cannot go. My prayers will touch people that I cannot touch. God's going to use my prayers to save my family and my friends. Children and parents are going to come to God because of prayer. <laughs>